Alrighty, S tier, 66. Hope you're doing great today. Um, I had a pretty relaxing day uh, because I literally, in college today, played Sharks and Minnows, the game you play like in elementary school, um, just for an entire class. That's what we did. And I won. And I thought that was cool. That was fun. Never won a game like that ever. Well, I probably have, but like I don't remember winning. Uh, because I'm, I've always, I'm, I'm very slow. Like I'm not, in terms of like speed and how I move, not in terms of like my brain. I'm super smart. Um, but I just, I, I won. I was like, that's cool. So I guess I got the jukes. But also, I'm probably much faster now than I was when I was, you know, very heavy. Um, and you keep the strength in your legs, so my legs can still run as if I'm carrying more weight. Pretty dope. So, that's my pathetic excuse for a college class today. Um, and then my professor canceled class again tomorrow, so... I'm like, golden. This is fantastic. Um, I just, college is, it's days like today where I think to myself, yeah, college is just a scam. But at the same time, I wish I was here longer. Wish I had more time. But regardless of all that, in a different one of my college classes, so this is not just one class that's ridiculous, it's, it's all of them. Uh, my professor, I, I, so I talk a lot of trash all the time, every day of my life, because I, I think it's really fun, personally. Um, and so, I was talking about how I could solve a Rubik's Cube, and my professor was like, you can't do that. And I was like, yeah, I can. And then the entire class was like, no, you're a clown, you can't do that. And I was like, okay, fine. They were like, do you have one? And I was like, yeah. And they were like, bring it into class. So I was like, okay, fine. So I'm bringing it into class, which starts in 25 minutes, <laughs> and I'm going to do the Rubik's Cube. And so that's what I'm going to talk about today, is just this cube. So let me uh, fix it, make it right, so I can show you on camera what my cube looks like. Ha ha ha, just in case you watch this versus listen. If you just listen, you might hear the clicking in the background, but... Um, I just figured I'd solve this a couple times on camera, on the podcast, the way I can, you know, talk and do something, I guess, with my hands at the same time. But my journey with the Rubik's Cube, so I think we all as a little kid, like, had a Rubik's Cube, and you were just, like, playing around with it, and once you messed it up, you were just, like, screwed, right? You just, you just were like, okay, like, this is what it is now, I'm done with this, I can't, uh... I can't play with this anymore because I, I have no idea how to fix it, right? And so uh, one of my cousins figured out how to solve it. I, I think it was like, I was around that age. I was like, you know, I think 10 years old or so. And yeah, that makes sense because he would have been in college at the time. It. I'm not exactly sure when this was, but, you know, I'm giving you the ballpark rough numbers on this. So he learns how to solve it. And I remember being mind blown. I was like, holy crap, like that's the coolest thing ever. 
that you can do that, which, you know, the fascination of a child is really, is really great for uh, the ego of an adult when you can just, like, do basic things. The child's like, whoa, you can do that? That's crazy. Um, so I, I think I think that was, you know, kind of cool for him to, like, just, you know, brighten up my world as a kid. I feel like that would be, you know, something that's really cool that you can do uh, as an adult when you can just do magic things in front of a kid. I just solved it, by the way. Um, and... So I remember that, and then I remember, like, trying to learn how to do it, and my mom was able to do, you know, like, one side. Like, she can get one side, and one side's really not that hard, um, especially for her, given that she really likes puzzles, and she does puzzles all the time. So once you kind of figure out the nature of the puzzle, you can kind of get it pretty easily, and... I mean, with one side, with one side, you can get you can get the thing pretty easy. But I remember, you know, a few years later, when I was in seventh grade, I was like, I'm gonna learn how to solve this thing. It's one of the first things I think in my entire life that I can vividly remember being like setting a goal to do it, and then actually achieving the goal. Um, I don't think. I, I feel like my nature of setting goals and setting out to succeed them and laying out plans was like very, I feel like it was one of the foundations that I probably could have used more of in my upbringing, I guess. Cause I just, I was either just good enough at things that things would just happen or I was so bad at things, like unbelievably bad at things, that I would just never try to be better at them. Um, I think g generally that's how it went, because like as a student, I was just like brilliant. Uh, not to be cocky, but like really, I I never studied. Even through high school, I never studied, and even in college now, I don't really study. I've studied for a couple classes, but nothing really that crazy. And so, you know, this is like one of the first times in my life where I actually set out to achieve a goal and achieved it. And basically I spent the week, I guess, of winter break that winter break is when you're in high school. And I just watched videos and learned how to do it. And it's relatively simple, um, especially getting one side. Uh, really, once you... Once you have someone explain to you the real mechanics of the cube, you can kind of just be like, oh, I can see how this works to a, to a very um, in-depth degree. And so, uh, I guess I can explain it a little bit. Explain to like just the beginning parts. So, I mean, on the cube, there's the, the biggest thing that I think changes your perception of it, because... If, when you first look at it, it looks like just a bunch of colors just jumbled together. And you're like, what is this nonsense? And so the first thing you, you can understand to really help you get past some of that is by simply acknowledging that there are three different types of cubes on the cube, if that makes sense. So there's the centerpieces, which I'll show you on camera. 
they don't change um, because there needs to be a center in, in each of the six sides. And then there's edge pieces which have two, and there's a total of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, twelve of those, and they have two colors on them. And then the corner pieces, which there's eight total of those, and they have three colors. And once you break that down, and you're like, oh, okay, I can see that now it's now it's kind of like a multifaceted problem versus just a bunch of nonsense laid in front of you especially with colors at least for me like i'd rather work in numbers than in colors so i think you know seeing you know just a, a field of color like this really messes with my brain um when i first you know looked at it so once that part was explained to me it becomes a lot easier to manage i think and then it's just a matter of going through the the steps to do it so you basically start with getting across on one side because you need to get the edge pieces locked in place before you can get the corner pieces so you get the edge pieces locked in on one side and you need to make sure that they're correct with the adjacent sides and then you do the corners and then past that you kind of just do like algorithms on how to get this done and you can look them up that's pretty easy and you kind of got to memorize them and they're kind of a pain to memorize but if you do it if you do it enough times after you memorize them it kind of just locks in kind of like riding a bike does and you can just from at least for me it, it sure as heck does because I can just do it now like I haven't I hadn't solved a cube. Actually, I probably do it fairly often just cuz I have like 3 or 4 of them cuz I was really into it for like a year. And then and then I get to like my Steve plateau, which I deem as probably about the 80 to 85th percentile of knowledge where I know more than just about everybody on the subject, but as soon as somebody who actually knows what's up comes in, I look like an idiot. And that's that's where I live. It's that is that perpetual place where I'm better than just about everybody, but anybody who knows what's up is gonna just smoke me. Um, and that's how I live in every aspect of my life. Um, is just better than most, but as soon as an expert comes in, I'm done, which is fine. Um, I don't need to be an expert in everything. And to be honest, you don't even really need to be an expert in anything. Because there's plenty of people that just talk for a living. And that's what I want to do. Um, but yeah, with this Rubik's Cube thing, it's uh, pretty fun. You can make fun designs like this. <laughs> I'm making a little like checker pattern on all the sides. So that's what I did there. It's weird to like do this on camera. But anyway, the Rubik's Cube is really fun. And uh, it's one of the... I guess things I picked up throughout my childhood. And people were talking that good, good, and so I need to show them who the boss is. So that's what I'm going to do today in about now 12 minutes. So um, thanks for listening to this, you know, weird talk about Rubik's Cubes. Um, and I'll see you tomorrow on S-Tier. Cheers. <laughs>